You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your host, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. We'll just go with it. Play this plane right now if you want. Almost as dangerous as listening to 80s Revisited alone, maybe. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. I'm the other, Daniel Sanangelo. And with us as always, like our, our Sala, Jesse Sedgley. Yeah! Woo! I'm here! I know you can't see this, but he just came in the room in an Elvis outfit full with, with full fanfare. That's right. Lights, confetti. He, he fell. <laughs> <laughs> but continuing our discussion, our... <laughs> I just saw the cobra, sorry guys. Or as Steve Irwin would call it, cobra. The, the chupacabra? <laughs> no, he just calls cobras. We say cobra. He says cobra. Not a chupacabra. Well, he, said, he doesn't say but, that anymore. <laughs> he hey, 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 fuck you, Jesse. <laughs> Thank you for opening that wound. Still so fresh. <laughs> but... By the man, the stingray, that wound. Daniel, Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. <laughs> Have you seen his daughter lately? She was extremely kind of ugly as a kid. She, she is changed. going to grow into a... Yeah, she's no, going to be changed. so flipping hot. Look her up. <laughs> Google it, bitches, if you ain't seen her yet. Anyway, back to what really matters, such as uh, rather than talk about an underage girl, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the... Historically, the first released Indiana Jones movie. Uh, released June 12, 1981. IMDb, 8.6. Rotten Tomatoes, 93%. With the audience, 95 with the critics. Uh, the budget for this one was an estimated $18 million. Opened, 8.3. Not quite as big as its, uh, its follow-up, Temple of Doom, which nearly made its entire budget back in its opening weekend. However, domestic gross, $248 million. Worldwide, $389.9 million. So, obviously... A couple of bucks. Obviously, you can see why they did make a sequel. Uh, of course, as with the last one, directed by Steven Spielberg, uh, this one was written by Lawrence Kasdan, who also wrote Empire and Jedi, again, based on a story by George Lucas, of course, starring Harrison Ford, and the other ones, uh, the new people, at least aside from Temple of Doom, I should say. Uh, Karen Allen, of course, played Marion Ravenwood. She was also in Scrooge, the Bill Murray classic, which we'll be covering this year on our Christmas coverage. Uh, also, the Jeff Bridges slash John Carpenter classic, Starman, which my wife hates, but I think is an excellent film. Mm-hmm. She hates it because her stepdad like watched it all the mm-hmm. time. So, because of that, she hates it. What you pointed at me for? I remember when we kind of had the thing with the wall. You said you kind of didn't like it because you were you had to watch it a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which That's I understand, true. but yeah. it doesn't take away Mine, from the fact that Starman's uh, a great movie. Mine was certain westerns. Well, because, like, you guess your dad... Yeah, Washington. my dad loved westerns. I just... I think Western <laughs> TV shows. Uh, oh. Rifleman. Gunsmoke. Some of those I just, uh, some of those I just didn't get. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of like me with Little House on the Prairie. Just you yeah, know. Little House is a horrible show. <laughs> what that, kind of show is it? Here's my beef. A horrible with little... show. Oh, I thought you had the beef. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really want me to bleep my, something? Huh? My beef with Little House on the Prairie is that it would come on the Family Channel, but it would come on right after, like they do dinosaurs. Bucky, not Bucky O'Hare. I think Dinosaurs and the old 1966 Batman TV show. Hmm. And then Little House on the Prairie. So I always knew, all right, time to go outside and play. But then I want to say, I think Save by the Bell would come on after it. So sometimes I'd be like, man, then do you I really want to go outside for 30 minutes? 30 minutes. No, and then come an back. Hour. Little House is an hour long show. Hey, it's been a long time. Now, I'm it's, just saying, you I, could say that's a good thing, that you had to, you and got your outside time in. Yeah, but back in the, you know, back in the day, <laughs> when we all just, we just had Nintendos, the rich kid had the Game Boy. Nintendo. Go outside. But yeah, they put it in a block right between like the shows that I like. So I'm just like, man, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Let me watch this episode of Thundercats that I taped two years ago on my VHS player. That's uh, right. But anyway, also starring John Reese Davies as Sala. Of course, most people know him now as Gimli the Gimli? Dwarf. Gimli? Uh, and rightfully so. He killed that role. Uh, Denholm Elliott was Marcus Brody. Of course, he was in Last Crusade and also the Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd classic, Trading Places. Uh, Paul Freeman was Belloc, or as Salah calls him, Beloche. Uh, he was also recently in Hot Fuzz and also the Jean-Claude Van Damme, not classic, Double Team, which was the one, I believe, with uh, Rodman. Rodman, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then some, I think, didn't they fight in the Roman Coliseum at the end or something with landmines? Some it, bullshit like that. I didn't watch I never, I've only seen it on TV. <laughs> Didn't really want to watch. Uh, and the first on-screen appearance of none other than Alfred Molina Ooh. as Setsupo, of course, exactly Doc Ock most from people Spider-Man Two, and yeah. he was also the villain in the Nicolas Cage classic, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Uh, <laughs> which, speaking of Nicolas Cage, he's actually in town in our town right now, Baton Rouge, shooting a movie, Left Behind, which Kirk Cameron previously did, and now Nicolas Cage is doing. So good luck with that. Uh, anyway, Daniel. Yeah. I know you've seen this one. Have you seen it a lot? Or once. Just once. once yeah. uh, aside from watching it. So you've seen it twice, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watching it for the podcast. Yeah. I've probably seen it about three years ago. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah. So, I mean, it's not like one that you've, not like me that OD'd on it. Yeah. You know, so to speak. So, what did you think? We heard what you thought about Temple of Doom. You really liked it. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into the discussion of all three on in the next episode. But what did you think of Raiders of the Lost Ark? The first appearance of Indiana Jones. I enjoyed it as well. <laughs> Dang it! I should I should have used an adjective. <laughs> well, you know they only, they do that on like when they do that on TV. It's with a five second delay anyway, so then they know what they say, so they can bleep it at the right yeah. moment. We're not on a delay, so it's all preemptive. Um, to me, you might you might not. You can say whatever you want. You're brutally it's, honest on it's this. It's a little slow before God says "fuck y'all" mm-hmm. when they open the art. Just that little like. Hmm, 15 minute stretch down where he's from the submarine docking to yeah. getting to just, just a little bit to me but um the the whole you know in Egypt type deal oh yeah that's really cool to me um uh, even uh the beginning part going through the it like the beginning part kind of leads you in oh, yeah, it's gonna be a good movie yeah <laughs> sets the tone and then the epic coming. uh big cannon ball that was what? what was it made out of fiberglass yeah I think Something like Boulder, that. isn't it? <laughs> it was a real rock. They really no, tried to kill no, him. It was a cannonball. They made him that big back in the day. Oh, well, actually, no, okay. they, yeah. they actually used uh, <laughs> Wayne Selinski's shrinking machine and shrunk Harrison Ford down oh. into the scale model. 
they had a hell of a time getting them big again. <laughs> There's a whole other adventure on that. It was they kind of call it Raiders of the Lost Ark point two point or and a half. I don't know. I'm getting lost here. <laughs> but um, Melina, whenever he's like, yeah, sorry. No, yeah. he's like little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Adios, senor. Too bad it's the last time you really see him on camera. Yeah, acting. Aside from yeah. <laughs> oh, some great dead acting. <laughs> a lot of the stuff, like just little things with uh, the monkey and everything. Mm-hmm. To, Aladdin takes, oh. hey, we're going to take this straight from Indiana Jones. And oh, yeah. Walking through the market. Even um, the the voice of the monkey is the same voice as Abu. That's probably, yeah, probably the same species. Frank Welker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. At least that's what Andrea told me. So, it bars a lot of things from that, like the mm-hmm. whole little beginning shot. Yeah. Like he's grabbing the lamp, per se, or grabbing whatever. What was that called? It's a fertility goddess. Maybe, yeah, they have good. a. There was some blurb on it, but I didn't find it that interesting. But actually, if you look at that statue, it's a woman, yeah, popping out a baby. Oh, I mean, you can see the tits on the front, like sagging to her knees. But she's that like the, the actual. It was. Ba- I think it was actually well, based on another actual thing, an actual uh, artifact. But it's mm-hmm. a fertility goddess, and she's actually giving birth. The statue itself is giving birth to uh, little baby statues. You know, now when you go back and or if you're a WoW player. You go back and watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. You'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that part on World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> the whole big, yeah. uh, big bully fight, and, and actually, you know, the yeah, propeller the gets him too. You get to fly an airplane. You know, I don't get that far. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I don't remember that part. I enjoyed it. That was an expansion, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in the Cataclysm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I started way before that. <laughs> My life was in shambles, financially ruined. But anyway, uh, and also now. UHF, where Weird Al, the whole opening of UHF, where you know you see what exactly what he was parroting, or you were reminded of what he was parroting. He was going through the all the warning signs and grabs the Oscar off the thing and is chased by the ball all across the world oh, oh, before yeah, it finally yeah, yeah. runs over him. Mm-hmm. God bless Weird Al. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Raiders is, of course, it's the first one. Naturally, it's that, and it's the only one. You know, it's not Indiana Jones and the Lost Ark. It's Raiders of the Lost Ark because this was before it was a franchise. But even if you look at the movie post on IMDb, Indiana Jones, the new hero from the creators of Jaws and Star Wars, that right there is just badass, first of all, because created Star Wars and Jaws. Uh, but yeah, this is the movie that introduced us to Indiana Jones. So little, little off subject. There was a group text that was being sent out. <laughs> yeah. And, and every freaking time somebody says like, okay, or yeah, we'll do this, I get the little buzz on my text. And it fills up. Oh yeah, I hate I've that. got like eight of me- eight messages right now. Is it the birthday one? Yeah, yeah, uh, still still coming through not necess- on my end yeah. too. Not necessarily what it's about or anything. It's just the fact that it keeps buzzing every two seconds because somebody's like, "Yeah, sure." Yep. <laughs> All right, in rant. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I hate those group texts too, where everybody's. Just I'm just going to turn my phone on still silent going. right now. I always yeah. just reply to the person directly in like a new stream so nobody can see not what them. the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, not Leah them. just said, "I'm sure everyone's loving this group texting." <laughs> How go. is she hearing this? I don't know. <laughs> we stream it. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, this this is the movie that defines the character and sets the tone. Uh, well, actually, I wouldn't say sets it. I mean, it sets the tone, but then Temple of Doom comes out and is like, okay, he's kind of the same character, but he's dealing with some really heavy shit right different. now. <laughs> Not that opening the Ark of the Covenant isn't heavy. <laughs> But it's done in a little, or the Nazis are that, that a villain. Was, but. That was like the very first time. I was like, "Dang!" <laughs> Didn't expect to see some of the faces. Oh but, yeah, but that's every. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, that's one of the. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, that was when uh, I don't know the dude with the burn hand. Or, uh, I forget his name. I didn't write him down on the cast, obviously. This is weird. He's weird looking, mm-hmm. but when he's when he's melting, when I was a kid, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> when he's like, ah, <laughs> and his head kind of tilts. That part, that's one of those parts I would look like. You know, I'm hanging out with my family. We're watching. I'm just like, I look down at that hanging part. Hanging out, being a very young child. Town by myself, and I've got two. To sit and think about myself, and then there she was. Like something like lemonade. double cherry pie. Yeah, some food yeah, or there drink. She was. Just watching like, that scene right now. Disco Superfly. <laughs> I smell wrath of God. Yeah. And so, like, okay. Now, historically, or, you know, biblically, biblically or historically, whichever way you want to look at it, you know, even touching the ark itself, like, kills you. Like, yeah, these Nazis, they opened the lid, first of all. But then it's like, I'm not like, and again, it's, I'm, it's a nitpick. I love, there's nothing I don't like about this movie. But that, that one guy does an extremely oh, like well scary face. Where he like sucks his face in, yeah. like, and like neck disappears. Look how fucking it's like Ghost Rider. <laughs> and then the dummy's head blows up. But uh, they don't really. There's you just got to take it on, for lack of a better word, faith that keeping your eyes shut <laughs> means you're not going to get incinerated by God. I mean, you know, God. Sa- this is one of the few movies where God saves the day, <laughs> pretty much. But anyway, uh, I think God would know, like in His infinite wisdom, would like, oh, hey. You guys aren't Nazis. You actually tried to stop this from happening. I'm not going to kill you right now. There's a refrigerator. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like a time warp where, like, when that when that bomb goes off in the unmentionable film, it t- like he briefly overlaps that time frame <laughs> and comes back to our time. That's why he survives. It was, like, it was actually lit, but anyway. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, like, I would kill, like, you know, somebody said, you know, I think we talked before, like, you know, movie props you'd love to have. Imagine, like, having the, the arc from this movie, like, mm-hmm. you know, on a display in your house. That'd be... That'd be crazy. I'd like, That'd be crazy, man. I'm trying to think, like, what would you rather? Other if, than, like, the Millennium Falcon no, no, itself. No, 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 Here's a good little rather one. Would you rather the, um... Oh, my God. I forgot the damn name of it. That pisses me off. What's the damn name of the, cu- <laughs> the cup in the third one? Holy Grail. God dang. I can't believe I can't remember it. Uh, the Holy Grail and, um... The barbersaw can from Jurassic Park that has a. <laughs> I take the Holy Grail. You would? Yeah, that's no contest for me. I thought you really, really like like Jurassic. Oh, Park. I love like, Jurassic I was... Park, but I'd rather have. I'm trying to think of like a prop from that movie. I can't think of what one. What about offhand. the banner? Yeah, that'd be cool. At the end, or like you know, one of the animatronic raptor heads or something. You know, it's like I'd fuck take... Mary Kill the props edition. <laughs> <laughs> I would fuck the Triceratops model. <laughs> I'd kill the brachiosaur. And I'd marry that sexy ass tyrannosaur. <laughs> Those little arms scratch my back. How could you have to lay on top of you to scratch your back? <laughs> he, he gently hold me in his jaws. And he, you can't see what I'm doing, people. I apologize, but but yeah. the, still though, he would have to like hold you in his jaws and fling you up for that little moment, and then scratch. <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Or maybe he would lay on his side and I just scooch up next to him and he's like, <laughs> Oh, that's know. good. Scooch. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that's our ramble for the for this podcast. <laughs> There's an interesting Jurassic Park parallel we'll talk about when we talk about Last Crusade. But uh yeah, I mean like as far as like like proper uh, Temple of Doom, like uh, the stones. You know, 
the Shankari stones would be a prop or like Mola Ram's helmet or something, mm. you know, or, I mean, of course the greatest prop of all, honestly, would be Indiana Jones's hat, which is actually in the Smithsonian. So fat it's, chance. It's the barber saw. Wait, when did it get put there? A while back. So they used a new hat for the fourth one? Oh yeah. They used, uh, in that, which we do not name. Right. They used, uh, like, because they had multiple hats, but like the main one that he wore, like for the non-action scene, so to speak, uh, his hat and jacket are in the what Smithsonian. About his that's actually they. I want to say I read that. I don't think I wrote it down though, unfortunately. But I was just kind of reading. That's somewhere they might have used that in the fourth one. Would you have a chance Ooh. to get the big boulder? I would have it in From my backyard. On, just call the fourth <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Agreed. Jones. Indiana and, Jones. Uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal. <laughs> Had to keep leaving. <laughs> Gotcha. But yeah, I agree with everything you said about the movie. Not to sound like a broken record like last week, too, but there's really nothing bad to say about either of the two that we've gotten through so far. But is there something to say about the third one? You have to tune in next week. But anyway, this to me, we always talk about like, you know, the what ifs of who could have got cast. I, w- I would love to see this alternate version. The, ori- the second choice for Indiana Jones, would you care to guess or do you know? I know some of the ones that we're talking about. Um, there was a lot of... I didn't they know did. he was first choice. I didn't know he was first choice. I'm he sorry. Let me, let me read my note. Let me make sure I'm saying okay. that right. I thought they tried to get people, but it's scheduling conflicts. Like, for example, Tom Selleck. That's the one I was getting at. Yep. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was actually the second choice, excuse me, uh, for the role. Because uh, Harrison Ford was, in fact, his first. But George Lucas doesn't like working with the same actors for some reason, even though it's Harrison fucking Ford. Right. <laughs> like, it don't matter. Put him in your movie. Uh, which is why he almost didn't get cast as Han Solo because he was in American Graffiti. So I don't really get mm. that because wouldn't you think you would? Seems you like would, you, you, you would, your crew. Yeah, no. you would get a good bond. You kind of know each other. That's commonplace nowadays. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, there were some teams way back in the day Burton that did Depp. that too. But yeah. but now Monty Python, DiCaprio and uh, Scorsese, <laughs> and I had another one in my mind, but I lost it. Chris Tarantino Nolan. and numerous ones, Nolan, yeah, and his people, mm. Kevin Smith, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Tom Selleck was unavailable because he was filming Magnum P.I. when they were going to start doing this movie. It would have been interesting. It would have been hilarious. Because <laughs> if you want to see how he would have been Indiana Jones, he has those, that's, I think it's some TV movies, Quigley. Would he Would he have had the stash? Oh, I'm sure. It's not Tom Selleck without the stash, you know? He's Except 80s Tom Selleck, too. He'd probably be like, <laughs> maybe they would have made him shave it. I don't know. But I can. I just can't see that. No, like, I can't but, I, but I would love to. I would love to see <laughs> the whole trilogy in an alternate, you know, in Earth 2784 where this happened. He just looks like 80s. <laughs> Tom Sunday. <laughs> like, like, he has the jacket and the hat, but he has his loud Hawaiian shirt on, too, for Magnum P.I. He, he ages the, uh, yeah, he ages movies from his time. <laughs> Much more than Harrison Ford does. Oh, that's definitely true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Lucas first came up with the idea uh, at the same time he was uh, coming up with the idea for Star Wars. So it's kind of just a parallel idea he had back when he actually had good ideas. Sorry, George. Mm. Not sure what happened. But uh, the opening scene in the South American Temple is actually partially based on a classic uh, Disney cartoon. I think, I'm sorry, a comic with Donald Duck and the Huey Dewey and Louie. thing? Not a DuckTales thing, but... Uh, oh, okay. Uh, but it's uh, Carl Banks was an illustrator on that. He's a very famous illustrator for the comics. In Carlton fact, Banks? Carl Banks. Did you see that? Or did we watch that here where he, they danced... Yeah, we watched that here. Okay, I don't know if you'd seen that or not. I assumed you mm. had. I just can't remember where I saw it at. Pretty sure we watched Which it Which one? Where, where Will, Will and Jaden Smith are on 
some show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. They, they start dancing and rapping, and then Carlton comes out. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh no, gotcha. Anyway, but uh, yeah, uh, but the Steven Spielberg and George Lucas really, in, when they were younger, enjoyed those comics. So there's a lot of that adventure aspect that they drew upon from that for some of the things in this movie. Uh, and speaking of his hat, it came from the famous Herbert Johnson hat shop in Savile Row in London. And of course, they bought it brand new. It was their the hat's Australian model fedora. Australian. Uh, and as revealed on the on the bonus features of the DVD, to age the hat, she, uh, let me see, what's her name? Deborah Noodleman? Nadulman? Terrible last Noodleman. name, Deborah, sorry. Uh, but she would grab it, she'd twist it up, and her and Harrison Ford would take turns sitting on it. They could <laughs> just kind of bend it out of shape <laughs> and make it look worn. It's ass rugged. hat. And now, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you know, that hat had to stink. But, uh, and eventually looked like a very lived-in and well-loved hat. Uh as I mentioned, it was Alfred Molina's. Metal ass. <laughs> it was Alfred Molina's first movie, and his first scene that he shot on his first movie was being covered in tarantulas. <laughs> and then he goes on to play Doctor Octopus, yeah. who, you know, eight armed, not an arachnid, but he, he fights fought an arachnid. spiders. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> he had to come back. He had to come full circle and fight his another spider. <laughs> uh, and this is spider pig. Spider pig. God, that was quick, <laughs> man. <laughs> Jesse needs to get a career doing that stuff. I'm doing it all from an iPhone, folks. <laughs> it's pretty dumb. There's an app for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, too, because, like, uh, real quick tangents, but on, like, radio, you know, people on radio, like, adding sound effects and relevant sound clips that quickly. Right. Uh, Rob Zombie's Disaster Piece, late one, latest one, Lords of Salem. The whole thing, like, her, like his wife and some other douchebags are, well, not, well, one of them's not a douchebag. One of them's a dude from day of the, uh, the original Dawn of the Dead, the black guy. Uh, but they're like radio hosts, but they're like popping sound clips. Like the second they finish speaking, I'm just like, there is this is so stupid because there's no way that in this conversation they're having, unless it was already rehearsed, which it is, it's a movie. But in a radio right, show, right. they wouldn't have people like already having the exact sound clip sound effect for a conversation they're having on the spot. I'm just like, this is ridiculous, this is so stupid. Because, and I'm saying it that because, A, I did a little radio work back in the day, but doing this podcast, you know, but yeah. I must say, Jesse, you changed my, <laughs> my thought process on that, that somebody could possibly just have all the buttons and like, <clears throat> push Some them. radio shows are, they know what the conversation's going to be about, so they load up. They're ready to go I don't go think Rob Zombie ones. thinks that far ahead. Right, right, so. yeah. But I'm sure. But if like, you were on that crew, I would Kevin say that is B totally possible. Stuff, yeah. So hats off. Or even a PC where I could type in a keyword and instantly play something. That'd be yeah. nice. But here I'm swiping up and down in alphabetic order. You're kicking ass and taking Pretty names, tough. man. Yeah, I was, was extremely quick right there. <laughs> but uh, but sound effect wise, of course, Ben Bird did the sounds on this movie, like he did for the uh, Star Wars trilogy. But one of the most iconic sounds has to be just that Indiana Jones punch, and that's actually yeah. <laughs> a baseball bat hitting a stack full of leather jackets. <laughs> that's not it I know <laughs> I mean it's and the th it's so funny it's almost it's like a Hadouken going off like it's a sound effect or you know Mario jumping it's and it's like a Wilhelm scream which is used in this movie as well uh, to where when when you hear that punch you know Indiana Jones just knocked the shit out of some Nazi undeniably mm. but that's what it is it's a baseball bat hitting a stack of leather jackets hmm. that's what he hits like a stack of well, leather jackets. As we're watching the movie, the Andrew's basically telling me everything you're saying. So are the no? Was she really? Oh, she must yeah. be looking on IMDb. That's yeah. right. Uh, said I went as we're watching the movie, she's like, "Hey, did you know this?" And then she told me that. I was like, "No, I didn't." But now I do. And <laughs> then <laughs> <laughs> you're running the podcast when Trey tells me all these cool things I never heard of. Uh, the original name of the lead character 
before the first day of shooting was okay. Indiana Smith. Okay, oh, he's doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> but they changed it on the first day of shooting to Indiana Jones. Imagine, Mr. Smith. <laughs> Mr. Smith. <laughs> no time for love, Mr. Smith. <laughs> Go back to Washington. Uh, My mind went to the Matrix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 you need to note that Indiana Jones never loses his hat except one time in each movie where it actually falls off. Mm. Not to where, not if he takes it off. Mm-hmm. This, that doesn't count that because he does actually take it off when he's bandaging his wounds and getting his smooch on. not have it you know, when he's teaching. Yeah, yeah. like that. But uh, that's done in homage to the old serials from the 1940s where the heroes never lost their hat. That was kind of an iconic thing. But it, the reason that was done in that in, back in the day was because it was considered poor taste for a gentleman to be without his hat in certain situations, even on the silver screen. Hmm. And of course, Harrison, uh, Indiana Jones exists in the 20s and 30s mm-hmm. and the 40s because that's when the Nazis come into it. Uh, so of the air, that's... It's an homage to the serials, which was actually a factual thing. So, FYI. Uh, 2007, AFI, the American Film Institute, not the band, ranked this as the 66th greatest movie ever made. On my list, it would be a lot higher if I listed 100 movies that I thought were the best. Uh, Well, you're doing, what, number 59 right now? Let's see. Let's let's start. uh, (laughs) Nah. We've done uh, some bad ones here. Yeah. Uh, renowned British wrestler. This is I love Pat Roach. Pat Roach is pretty much a stunt double. He's the big German mm-hmm. in this one that gets chopped up by the propeller. He's also the dude that gets crushed by the rock crusher in last week's film in Temple of Doom. Hmm. Now you might be wondering, and we'll talk about this next episode when we talk about Last Crusade. Where is he in Last Crusade? Well, tune in next week. <laughs> but he was actually uh, he was a, he was a British wrestler, and he but in uh, Raiders he actually gets killed twice. Once as the German getting chopped up. And then uh, as the giant Sherpa left in the burning bar, so he gets killed twice in this movie <laughs> by Harrison Ford. Uh, and then while this movie was shooting, Steven, on, during location breaks, when they take a break, whether it's the grip or the uh, cinematographer setting up the shot, getting everything ready, uh, Spielberg and Melissa Matheson worked on a script during this film, and that script eventually became E.T., mm-hmm. one of Spielberg's most beloved classics. And actually, uh, at the time, Matt, uh, Melissa Matheson was actually married to Harrison Ford. That's why she was on set. Mm. But she was a screenwriter, so her and Spielberg bounced ideas off each other, and they came up with E.T., so good job. Uh, and again, like the, one of the most famous things, we mentioned it last week, is the scene where Harrison, you know, the, the crowd parts, and there's that darkly clad figure with that giant scimitar, swings it around dramatically. Harrison Ford pulls out his gun and shoots him. Well, that happened simply, and you might have heard this story before. It's kind mm. of one of those film lore stories. But there was supposed to be an extensive fight scene We'll get Harrison Ford and that guy. But Harrison Ford had dysentery that day and could not... I mean, all that sweat you see on him and his look looked like he just got the shit kicked out of him is all real. Like do a lot of crap. No, yeah. he wouldn't do a lot of injuries, not crap. Yeah, I mean, well, Temple of Doom, he got yeah. a herniated back and couldn't do much. And this one, he had got sick. Maybe it wasn't dysentery. It was something very yeah. serious uh, to where he could barely stand. When, when so, you know, I kind of heard the story. Go ahead. You finish it. Okay. Uh, but, of course, if... if your lead actor's sick on a film and you can't shoot a scene, you're losing hundreds, possibly a million dollars depending on where you know your location, everybody else that's there, supporting cast, director, all that stuff. Well, Harrison Ford's a fucking man and he goes out there and but they talk about like, I really can't do this but why don't, you know, Indiana Jones would just do this and that's what you see in the film. The dude does his little showboat and he pulls out his gun, he shoots him dead and goes on. And again, that's referenced in Temple of Doom where he goes to do his, that's sort of like we talk about his fatality and it's mm. a special move. And he doesn't have his gun. He can't shoot the two dudes. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like Karate Kid. <laughs> When's the first thing with the crane technique? 
Goes to do it the second time. Block. Counter. Is right. <laughs> uh, and we mentioned, too, how Temple of Doom kind of ushered in the PG-13 rating. Well, Raiders of the Lost Ark was actually originally given an R rating simply for the head, ex- the one, the Belloc's head exploding in the end, not the f- people fucking melting with mm. all their layers of skin and organs, mm. facial organs falling out of their head. But because... <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> Which one, this one? Sort- yeah. There's just some... There- our producer always pulls up relevant things, and there was just—it looks like some fan film about the face melting, or backyard effects. I don't know yeah. what that means. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It's how to put this in your own movie. But it looked pretty funny. So, anyway, yeah. but because of not because of any of that, but because of his the scene where his head explodes, they were gonna give it an R. But if you notice in the final movie, there's like some flames in the foreground, so it kind of hides the quote unquote gore of it, and then that passes a PG. So, Indiana Jones always pushes the envelope of current film ratings with the exception of that which cannot be named. Bleep. And that's about it. So, any final thoughts on Raiders of the Lost Ark? Uh, we'll Before we get into, into the... Yeah, we're yeah. going to get into it. So, and don't, don't, we're not going to do our ratings again. We have, didn't do one for Temple of Doom. Not going to do one here. Going to have them all next week in our wrap-up of the Indiana Jones trilogy. But, uh, again, it released June 12, 1981. Now, in the real world, uh, we actually kind of covered this time frame before on the podcast when Superman 2 released, I believe. Uh, and I already have actually said this real world thing, real world factoid on the podcast before, so sorry for the repeat. But just, again, to place this movie in time, uh, June 12th it released. On June 18th, the Lockheed F-117 Nighthawk stealth fighter makes its debut flight from Groom Lake, a.k.a. Area 51. And thus, that was the golden age of Area 51 where they were actually test-flying top secret things and now supposedly they moved it to some place in Utah or something mm. to where Area 51 is just a, now a red herring hmm. so to speak so interesting are you ready Daniel I am ready for your sports rewind Raiders of the Lost Ark came out June 12, 1981 like was mentioned earlier on June 8th of 1981 the Seattle Mariners drafted Mike Moore with the number one pick in the Major League Baseball draft. I don't really care about that. <laughs> All these baseball facts <laughs> we keep getting. It's just I wanted Baseball's to get a lot. in the discussion of just in general drafts and three major sports, how – you ever heard of Mike Moore? Nope. You know? <laughs> and now today you have a three-day coverage on the NFL draft, rounds mm-hmm. one and two or one day, three and four, or another day, five, six, and seven, of how bigger the draft has gotten, how – you know, ESPN's covering things on this. Those mock drafts a year before almost. It's like a pre-mock mock. I think that's and, probably due to just the onset of fantasy football. Well, I mean, sort of that, but I get, people like numbers. So they yeah. like to see, okay, who's going to be the number one pick? You know, who's the highest rated guy? Um, it's just, to me, even, you know, as a kid, it's a lot different now in terms of the commercial aspect of it. But oh, yeah. and back in the day mm-hmm. when we were kids, I mean, they it was. I mean, if it was televised, it was never on any channels we got. Yeah, now you, you know, now you're now getting a three day like coverage on. And basketball's big too. The basketball draft recently came. Um, just it's 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 so much under a microscope now. But anyway, I just wanted to get into. <laughs> there will be a little change next week mm. in the sports rewind. It might not necessarily be sports. Oh, well, then it's you not a sport. Naughty, naughty tease. Well, you're going to tease, or you're going to say it next week. 
what it's oh. the new thing. Oh, oh my. I'm not so going to wear it yet. next week. <laughs> anyway, that was perhaps the last <laughs> sports rewind. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but uh, this week's Back to the Future. Uh, I'm going to totally ruin and spoil The Last of Us. So if you haven't played it, we'll see you next week. Yeah, uh, but it's been a while. Jesse, you finished it as well. So mm-hmm. uh, Daniel doesn't have a PS3, so he'll probably never play it. Uh, first of all, uh, I don't want anybody for, immediately just like start, wow, you must fuck that dude. He doesn't like the game. I love the game to death. I do have some issues with it. My main, my main thing about The Last of Us, it is not a, as the reviews have been giving it, 9.5, out of 10 to me. It's a, it's a definitely a high nine, uh, you know, not a high nine, but I mean like a 9.0. Yeah. To me, uh, the production, there is, it is flawless in its production. Every, every technical aspect of the game is absolutely <laughs> flawless. Mm-hmm. My only complaint with the game comes in with the gameplay. I never want to have to grab a pallet from under the water, let a girl jump on it, and haul it somewhere for 10 minutes ever again. I never want to have to pick up a ladder and haul it over to this place and lean it up against the wall ever again. It was very much Lost Vikings. Oh, yeah. You ever played that? Yeah. SNES? Yeah. Or, um, no, I'm thinking a long of... time ago. It was it was probably SNES. It was on Side Genesis. Scroller? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah like the purple, the green, and the... Well, each or... Viking had their one thing they could do, and the others yeah, couldn't, to... you know? I know what you're talking about. Only one could jump. The other one had a shield, and the other one had a sword, you know? So you had to use them all. And just like they did in this Last of Us was she can only do so much yeah. and he can only do so much and she can swim. How convenient. Yeah. <laughs> and even though you're going from right over here to right over here, you could just carry her. Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> again, it's, I, I it's love a the game. Yeah, it's what they had to do to make something new. Yeah. And that's the, that's my only complaint with it. Uh, in most games, like say Metal Gear Solid, uh, Hideo Kojima has a really great, great quote to where uh, in a video game scenario or a video game itself, the realism should never interfere with the gameplay. To me, that's kind of what happens with The Last of Us, which mm. sometimes it works to its benefit, but then sometimes to me it worked to screen punching anger, mm. which in case you, I mentioned on the podcast, I have a punching bag hanging right next to my game chair. <laughs> so when I get aggravated at a game, I don't break the games like I did in my, Ill, you know, my ill-tempered youth. I just put the controller down and unload a couple of uppercuts on the punching bag and I'm good to go. That's uh, funny. But there's the Last of Us. I would, I would. It's you know, there's some stealth aspects, uh, and I mean, to pretty much spoil it. You really don't even fight the infected. Maybe twenty percent of the fighting in the game. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah is more so stealth. But uh, and they have clickers that go by sound, and I'll be sitting there sneaking, moving very slowly. I'll, and there were even times where I stopped moving, watching him, going, and all of a sudden he stares at me. That's not supposed to, ha- and comes at me, right. which is not supposed to happen. Yeah, because they can't hear. Exactly. Which wouldn't be bad, except I just spent 20 minutes sneaking through this area, <laughs> stealth killing everything else. He's the last one before the door, which I can't open because it's going to make noise, and he's going to run at me, and these things kill you. Like If they grab you, you're Instantly, dead unless you yeah. upgrade. Uh, and then if you don't have the item that you upgraded to be able to kill him with, you're going to die. Yep. Uh, so, but the story, the last... Uh, like the last word of the game, so to speak, that last little scene is like, that's the scene that's me like, damn. It's like the nail in the coffin as right. far as the story. It's so good. Uh, the giraffe part, like, Daniel, you didn't play, but you mentioned it. Like, that to me, that was probably the best moment in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, aside from the story <clears throat> wrapping up, of course. But I mean, it was so organic and the wonder of the characters. And the, the only technical complaint, complaint, honestly, and I know I'm kind of trashing on a bit, but again, it's a superb game, is that uh, 
Did you play? You have surround sound, don't you? Or did you play it with surround sound? Or did you play it? I don't think I played it with surround sound. Because uh, my surround here, sound, I'd get too far ahead of Ellie, your little the little girl, and she'd be saying something which I could hear. My dude's like, yeah. It was pretty bad back then, you know. And I, I totally missed this conversation because uh, she's about, like, because which is that sucks. I never had that problem here. Yeah, I mean, which again, all, it wasn't anything story related, so to speak, because all the story, the big stuffs handled in cutscene and everything, so you hear everything. But like, she would just make observations about the environment. I'd catch the last two seconds of it because she'd be like, "I'm getting, I'm, I'm illustrating what I hear." Yeah, that was cool. He's like, yep, it sure was when that happened back in the day. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck did she say? I may have had captions on as well. I just can't play a game. Like, I know... Uh, I, I, had, I would do that, too. Yeah. yeah I, I just can't do that. It just... Because the game's brilliant in that, like, a lot of the menus... It's a very minimalist menu. You're, you're not wanting to look down, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, gra- it is the best-looking game mm-hmm. that is on a console. There's definitely... Bar some, none. Some, some movies where I'm like... You know, I want the captions, but... I'm kind of missing some of the emotions and stuff. You know, some of the things maybe in the background. Right? Mm-hmm. But that's all I am. I, I same just, with video games. Like uh, even martial arts movies. Like I would rather watch them in a foreign language, just because I want to watch the action. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and dubbed movie, dubbed foreign language movies are usually poorly dubbed. Like, hey, look over there. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you killed my master. Mm-hmm. I mean, very wooden voice acting. It's not high production quality voice acting. But uh, I'd rather watch. You know. <laughs> But I don't have this whole sentence of shit on the screen. Right. And I could watch the action. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I mean, if you ha- if you have a PS3 and you haven't played Last of Us, and if actually if you're listening to this, you shouldn't be listening to this because you just got the whole thing spoiled practically, uh, <laughs> or some elements of it. But I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, I, I mean, we still got some games coming out this year. I wouldn't say necessarily it's my game of the year. I have to go look back and refresh my memory on what has actually mm. come out this year. It's very but, uh, enjoyable though. This, it would it would make an amazing movie. It, uh, it's kind of in the realm of been there, you know. In a in a, in a big way, a lot of a, a lot of the time I'm playing it, I'm just like Walking Dead, Walking <laughs> yeah, Dead, exactly, Walking Dead, which is fine. I mean, it does draw from that, but it's just that the last five seconds of the game are just just like, damn, the ending is so good. And I, if the ending wasn't so good, I would not like the game as much. That it was its saving grace. Like usually, I'm more about gameplay over story. Uh, but this story was good enough to make up for. Again, I kind of harped on them, but the small deficiencies in the gameplay that I experienced. Other people might not even experience them, just the way they play. But there were several times where I lost, you know, ten, twenty minutes of progress because something saw me when, you know, I I that was sit the controller down. <laughs> the clickers not were move. the most frustrating thing. But uh. Joel's a motherfucking murderer, man. He kills like 50 people. Oh, yeah. More than that. Maybe 100 More, people. More, <laughs> yeah. He kills a lot. <laughs> he is a bona fide badass. And I kept expecting, uh, just as a quick off, I kept expecting at some point he was going to sing because they made a big deal about it between oh, each right. other. Yeah, yeah. Like when she was, when you're in the end, where you're, like maybe he was going to sing to her or something. Because or, they really kind of harped on that in the end. Hmm. But uh, overall. He didn't sing? I thought I he sang a little bit. If he did, I missed it. Did you do all the optional dialogues? Oh, well, you gotta get, where you go and push squ- uh, triangle on them? Yeah, yeah. Everyone that I saw, I did. Everyone you saw, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I... I, I thought it's he, like, was, sang a little. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking... He, he might have. I, again, I played it right when it came out, so I don't know. And again, I, and, I, and I will be perfectly honest, I didn't take my time with the game because I have, I have a shit ton of other things to play. So right. I was like... I didn't... You know, there were some things that you have to stop and look at because it's just jaw-dropping. Yeah. But there were some points where I would just... 
especially after going through an area three or four times because I got killed, I eventually got to the point where, okay, I'm just going to lure this guy, run in a circle to get him to run away from the door, and just run through the door. I'd be in 40 hours, so. Damn. Is that a lot? Or that, I mean, mine was like 17, maybe. Oh, 17? Really? Yeah. Yeah, 40 hours. Wow. I think it was 40. Must have took my time. <laughs> maybe. But I beat it in like five days, I think. And I started off like checking everything out, like every room, and then it just got to the point where I was like, okay. So yeah, it's like eight hours a day I played. <laughs> it's, again, great game. Check it out. It's like a job. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting her to where she needs to go. <laughs> but it's a great game. Check it out if you haven't. If you have a PS3. Otherwise, I'm sure a movie will probably come at it out of it eventually, and you can just watch it. Or maybe an Starring HBO television Dylan series. McDermott and Ellen Page. <laughs> Ellen Page. <laughs> Well, uh, Ellen Page actually responded to that because a lot of people were tweeting her saying, yeah. yeah, you look like this character. And she was like, well, I didn't approve that. And I don't like it because she has a game coming yeah. out with the Heavy Rain people. And I think it's her. I don't think her character, like her, the L.A. character is anything like Ellen Page. Right. She just. It's just a look. She kind of, she has that Ellen Page Juno look. I mean, right. is that a copyrighted look? No. I don't think so. So well, just shut why the they, fuck up, fine. Ellen Page. <laughs> but yeah, but she I'm just, just saying, I mean, use that as a moment to pluck her game a little. Beyond Two Souls, which yeah. has no game over screen. Really, I don't. I mean, that's what they. There was the big news like earlier this week or last week. Like Beyond Two Souls, there is no game over. So something. What the hell does that there's mean? some sort of <laughs> game. Oh, you're dead, but you're really not. So, oh, you just warp back to this checkpoint or something. Who knows? Huh. I don't Whatever. know. We'll find out in a few months when it actually releases. Yeah. Uh, but that about does it. And of course, we are part of the Awesome Podcast Network, home of three other. One, two, three. Yeah, basically three other podcasts. One coming out. In addition to us, there is four. Four total. Supposed to be five. No, supposed to be six eventually, (laughs) but currently only four. Gotcha. But of course, there is Geekly Dose, hosted by Stephen Ocentelli and Tim Bridgewater. Everything geek for your Geekly Dose. They're getting those out much more regularly now, so a good, enjoyable time. There's also Duo Attack, which is Trey Harris, Jesse Sigley, and occasionally Justin Owens. Everything Hero Clicks. It's a good Check it time. out. And then Jesse has... Oh, thank God he had oh, the cap on that. Oh, shit! <laughs> you spilt water on me. You spilt the salt. <laughs> Quickly, throw it over your left shoulder. Uh, and then there's... <laughs> there's Jesse's. I, I can't, cannot remember the name. Why don't you Why know don't, this? Yeah, exactly. I should know this. It's a trivia podcast a called Why Don't You Know This? It's found on Stitcher and iTunes. They haven't updated it yet, but I, I'll update it. But I'll, I'll get time. them to do it. Yeah, it's a cherry podcast, like 15 minutes long or less. And you learn something, which is always a good thing. Yep. And then uh, Tim and Steven from Geeklos also have one in the works, too, so be on the lookout for that. We won't spoil that. But we'll The other it. active one is uh, my own podcast, where mm-hmm. I just interview people that I know. Which one y'all should do it someday? Mm. Let's do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look for that one. Yeah, we don't have any topics. We just chat. Works for me. Yep. So, that, that's a they always say down. the most... Yeah, yeah, that's a relaxed get like, a beer, sit down, yeah, sit down exactly. and shoot the shit. Yeah, they're like an hour and a half where I just talk to people nobody but <laughs> nobody knows public, you know, outside of our circle. Well, I mean, for the people listening, there's that old adage that the greatest conversation we have is with a stranger. Mm-hmm. So I assume that would apply to listening to a conversation between yeah. two strangers if you're oh, a listener. There you go. So nice. Maybe <laughs> I like to get philosophical sometimes. Yep. Sort of when I copy other pe- what other people say. That's Makes sense. Anyway, <laughs> next week we wrap up the Indiana Jones trilogy with The Last Crusade. But until then, I remain Trey Harris. I remain Daniel San Angelo. I used to be <laughs> Jesse Sedgley. <laughs> Cowabunga, everybody.
Facebook.com slash awesome pods and follow us on Twitter at awesome pods.